The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special episode of the podcast, the POD cast. No full POD cast this week, but we have a very special thing for you right now. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the producer over at Pride of Detroit. You can find me at Detroit Online uh, with me uh, to help interview. Yes, this is an interview podcast. Senior editor of Pride of Detroit at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. Ryan Matthews is here. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to this discussion that we're going to have. Yeah, let's uh, let's set it up here. Uh, Jameson Williams is, is is probably one of the most talked about players on the Detroit Lions, but a year into his uh, Lions career, still kind of a relative unknown, both as a person and a player. So we got someone that's going to know this guy front and back. Uh, he is the receiver developer for the Receiver Factory. He's worked one-on-one with Jameson Williams himself. Brandon White is here. Brandon, thanks for making some time. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Well, let's let's get right into to who you are and uh, before we get into Jameson himself and, and what you do, um, what what is the receiver factory and, and what is your kind of your history with the wide receiver position? Yeah, uh, so the receiver factory is a company that I started uh, six years ago, and it was just uh, it's basically receiver specific training. So we just want to work on nothing besides just the receiver work. Right. So we're not trying to get you any stronger, uh, faster. Um, anything like that. We want to get right to the detail, to the art of the position. A couple years ago back, I saw that there was a bunch of quarterback specialists and specialists and specialists and going over all these specifics and mechanics. And I just thought, hey, hey, the wide receiver's position is as meticulous and as detailed. And if we could find a way to articulate that, um, maybe we could teach these guys how to really understand route running. So that's how Receiver Factory got developed. And so kind of what's your what's your history with the wide receiver position, Brandon? I understand you're a former wide receiver yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I grew up here in South Florida um, and it was one of those, uh, 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 you know, uh, all state, um, all those things. And I uh, went to the University of Wisconsin um, and just due to just some situations and some injuries, uh, I ended up where I was. Uh, and I was just uh, right after football, just trying to kind of figure out where did I want to maneuver in life? You know, where did I want to go? And uh, and I saw this space. So I started at a very young age 
uh, played with uh, Devin Hester and Santonio Holmes. All of us were together, Brandon Marshall. So I came out with all those guys in that recruiting class back then and uh, went to Wisconsin. And so that's how I really, really, I was just born into the to the game. Those Florida receivers back in 96, uh, 97, uh, the Redale Anthony's, um, uh, the Ike Hilliards of the game, right? So those guys there was a style of play that was kind of instilled in me through my father. So when when you say the the intricacies of the game, the the details that that maybe aren't being taught enough, or that that you specialize, what what are you talking about? Like what what are the things that that you mm-hmm. emphasize with your groups? Well, it's just really understanding. So there's a lot of details that goes into this thing, depending on what side of the ball that you're on and the route that you're breaking a curler or comeback. Uh, there's a certain foot that you want to try to hit off of at the top of that break to take a certain amount of steps. Now, there's a way that you want to put that foot in the ground. There's a way that you want to throw your chest forward so that that foot so that you're in the proper position. There's a way that you want to suddenly drop your weight. Right. You got to understand all that really, really quick. Right. And it's through repetition, repetition. That's very detailed. There's a guy sitting at a line of scrimmage. You got to be able to either uh, 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 beat him, move, picking your front foot up or picking your back foot up, right? So that, that you don't have to switch your feet. So there's a lot of different things, really, really, really detailed to real, real good route runners, right? So they're thinking the whole time. They're thinking from the release. So now they're in the route and they're thinking about real, real precision. And then on top of that, when you want to really get to a, a, a detailed route runner, some of those big timers, now they add deception to that. So they're, they're precise and they they know how to, there's a way to deceive. There's a way to, to put your foot. There's a way to throw your head and shoulder and connect it all together. That's very, very detailed. Takes some time, but you get it and you can put it all together. Then you're fine to my receiver. So, so Brandon, how how did your relationship with Jameson Williams begin? Did did you reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? No, I actually speak a lot with uh, 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 Brian Hartline, mm. and uh, he he likes my system. So yeah, he, Ohio he, State he, coach, right? He, yeah, it's Ohio State coach. So he reached out to me personally over the year. Always wants to pick my brain about my drills and my ideas and things like that. Uh, some of the, the the techniques I teach. So. Uh, he saw J-Mo early. J-Mo was uh, looking for somewhere to train in the offseason. And he thought that, okay, J-Mo might be going to somewhere. I forgot the state he was going. He said, hey, he might want to check out this guy, Brandon White, down there. So J-Mo said, hey, his dad called me. Said, hey, I'm looking for someone to train my son. I didn't know much about him at all, right? I was in the, just in the mix down here with the pros. And sure. then that's how I met him. What what were your first impressions when when you met up with him and and when was that was that two three years ago? Yeah, that was maybe four years ago. So right, what? Uh, yeah, maybe sophomore year at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, first impression, uh, he was. So what I did is I got some of the big dogs, like some of my big time receivers out there who work with us, and I said, hey, we got these dudes supposed to be real good. Hey, let's show them how we move, right? Mm-hmm. And so they came up because it's always like real competitive out there right they're trying to one to trying to do it and another one trying to do it better and another mm-hmm. trying to do it better so um i brought those big dogs out there and then uh he was electric and he was so good out there and he was running around those cones so fast and uh it was just like yeah the plan didn't work like it didn't, it didn't work for him i'll say over and press him now he was very 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 impressive and very quiet 
Well, you, you, you mentioned some of the big, big dogs. Uh, who, who have you worked with in the past? Uh, well, just to name a few of them. I uh, uh, worked with Antonio Brown. I worked with uh, Jarvis Landry, Stephon Diggs, uh, uh, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, um, George Pickens, Debo Samuel, um, uh, Justin Jefferson, um, Jamar Chase. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a number of them in the bucket, but so- I think that kind of explains it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's all the big dogs. It almost sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are what are some of the uh, things that you've noticed <clears throat> the the changes in JMO's game since you started working with him? I, I know you said like, hey, you got you know he hit the ground running and uh, kind of did uh, made a big impression on you. But what are some of the uh, ways that you've seen his game grow since since you first started working with him? Uh, right now, his, his understanding of route running understanding of what he needs to get what needs to be done um also uh his body control right so uh, those guys like that that just have that much speed right they're they're it's the slowing down part and the intricacy part or just being patient enough to sell the move enough before you go so just learning all that so he's really his body control and ability now to, to change direction with speed and change speed and understand that as probably his biggest difference uh, besides the hunger that he has to learn. Um, those would probably be the two. two. Does, does that body control, is that like necessary to expand your route tree? Because when you think of someone like Jameson Ooh, Williams who's fast, you're like. Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're a deep shot guy. But if, if, if he can kind of, I don't know, maintain control that speed, Suddenly, you you can you can run anything. I would imagine. Uh, um, yeah, you know I, that's that's the goal, right? So yeah. we try to get these Ferraris, these Tyree <laughs> Kills. Oh, I didn't mention Tyree Kill earlier. I'm sorry. Um, so we got to try to get these Tyree Kills and these Stefan Diggs and these real Ferraris, right? And we try to get them to really perform at the highest FS1 level. So we got to make these tight turns, tight rope. But if they could do it and they can learn it, right? Look what happens. It's really, really hard to guard those guys, right? So now you think about Jamo. Let's just imagine in a perf- in a in the crazy world that he was able to get some control and he was able to get some deception with that speed, you know. And and that's the type of thing that we're trying to work on. Well, you talk about um, Jamo and and the way he loves to to learn. Can can you talk a little bit about what his work ethic is like? Ah, oh, man. Uh, I think if you look at some of those past videos uh, that we posted, um, you just see a shirt, right? Drenched. Um, that just he wants to work all the time. Um, he's on time. He's always early. Um, never ever complains about tired or too many reps, nothing like that. And uh, uh, I mean, yeah, he's. I'm around a lot of hard workers. He, he just. It's about as one, one. Yeah, he's at the top, one of the top ones up there. Because I got some guys who work like AB in this time. AB would do those workouts in the morning and stuff, and really go for it, man. AB was working. Um, Jarvis and Stefan Diggs. Sometimes when Stefan Diggs made that transition to Buffalo, he worked, man. I mean, worked. So uh, Jameson is, is in that same category. Another thing that I thought was unique about him recently at the, at this past event that we had. Um, uh, he, we were sending all the uh, players to clips of them, um, their drills, just privately here, check yourself out. He wanted his, and he wanted uh, uh, Tyreek Hills, 
and a couple other players, right? Mm. So he wanted he the only player to ask for somebody else clips, right? Mm. So he wanted to do what, what what does that tell you? You know, what does that student of the game? He, student of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only player out there who asked for another player's film as well. That's really interesting. And Tyreek Hill is kind of like an interesting line to draw because obviously the, the speed is obvious with both those guys. Um, yeah. But but so you said you're you're working with him now during kind of this this break between OTAs and training camp. Is there a specific detail to the game? Is it is it his release? Is it his hands? Is it is is there something specific that you guys are trying to accomplish before training camp? No, nah, we're trying to work on it. We're, 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 we're yes, specifically in segments, mm-hmm. each one of those. Yeah. Yeah, each one of those, right? His releases, uh, uh, his timing, his patience, his ability to understand, his ability to avoid in space, right? Uh, his ability to track that football. I mean, we're trying to, we're, uh, yeah, we're trying to get down to it. If we, if I would say there's one thing that we really like to focus on the most um, is being able to avo- avoid in space. I don't know if that call is messing up me. Or no, you're good. You still see me. I, you're oh, good. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so try to really avoid in space. So at that line of scrimmage to be a problem. So it's like to invite man coverage and then to wiggle through traffic, right? So if you can really slip those things and get that in your game, then have some break points about yourself. And then, you know, he's a ball player. Let's let, let's not forget who he is. Like, J-Mo's the real deal. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what endeared him to this coaching staff because – Jeremy, I, I know you remember the the clip of him playing as a gunner in Alabama and going down and, and making a tackle on special teams. I mean, the guy guy loves football. Um, yes, he does. But Brandon, there there are some misconceptions with JMO, um, and and there's some things that you know uh, fans can only see so much. So so they see the clips from from mandatory minicamp or from OTAs, and and mm. and, and they see clips of him you know, making, making catches with his body rather than making catches with his hands. Like, mm-hmm. are, are, are there some things or first, let me ask you, like, are there some instances in which maybe you want to utilize that? And is that something that you would work on with him specifically? No, specifically. Uh, yeah. We, we really try to work on that. Right. I don't know the situation that happened where, where, uh, that, where he caught the ball with his, um, without his hands, but, um, I know he caught the ball. Um, that's right. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. So I know at the end of the day, we're going to catch the ball. Right. right? So we're going to work on the details and we're going to fine tune it. Everything is a work in process, right? We can't see, uh, we're, we're just working. We're working on every single aspect. So if someone sees a clip on me catching the ball with his chest, uh, maybe we should say, hey, he caught it. That's fair. The um, end result, right? The end right. result is what matters. Yeah. The end result. You know, if he was in that end zone, <laughs> you know, on Sunday, it's fourth quarter, yeah. and he caught it. Would they have the article saying he caught that with his chest? <laughs> or would they say he won the game for us and he was big time? That's right. So sometimes we get caught, we get blown in the wind right and left. I like to stay right down the middle. That's fair. And no, no extra points on game day for style points either. So, nah. <laughs> um, but I, I think maybe the, I mean, the obvious other misconception that that seems to be running rampant here in Detroit, sadly, is, is that, you know, there, there's questionable character concerns, off field concerns. Um, obviously, you, you kind of work with him between the lines, but what can you tell us about Jameson Williams as a person? Well, uh, the first thing is that that catches me off guard. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know the, the the inside of the community there, but yeah, that's that's news to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
one thing if you could just see, right? So this vision, just see the guy, right? The, the guys gravitate to him, right? He's always, guys always around him. Guys love him, right? He's quiet. He's a hard worker and just a good guy. I mean, I haven't, I, I don't have anything to say about the, anything bad about him. I mean, his character, he, he he's a fantastic guy. I talked to his dad personally. I talked to his dad personally on draft night. Um, when he got drafted, I talked to his mom. Uh, they're good uh, praying people, right? So I know they raised a good son, a strong mental son. Um, I have I, I met some guys. Now I've met some guys in my journey that you know we're di- different dudes. We're working with this position here, but uh, anything about JMO and character would just be news to me. I, and that's just honest, man. He he's a good, good, good kid, and that would be a real big misconception. Yeah, it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of noise, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Brandon, with with your work at the receiver factory, is that something that you specifically work with receivers just during the off season, or is this something? Because JMO, you know, he, he is serving the the six game suspension uh, from the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is it something where where you'll work with him like during during his suspension, or is it just mostly off season work? Yeah, well, uh, we, we got guys that we come in and go do some work in during the season, sometimes uh, during that bye week or sometimes right before the prep, do some hand-eye work, coordination. Um, it's whatever J-Mo needs, whatever he wants, whatever decision he uh, makes to, to uh, decide to do. Uh, I'll be there to work with them, of course. Uh, I'll be ready to, to do to train him, have him ready um, if that's what he needs and that's what he does. So I'll just it's it's his decision what he does in that time, and I'll be ready to work with him if that if that's what it comes to. Do you have anything else planned with him bef- before then, um, either before training camp or a little bit after training camp, anything like that? Yeah, well, we'll be we'll be working now all the way up into training camp as the guys come in, and uh, this is a real popular time for these guys to come on in town and, and work. So I'll see them uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and you bring some big dogs with it, with you to, to 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 make sure. I guess I guess well, he is the well, big dog now, huh? Well, yeah, um, <laughs> well, yeah, we don't. That that was back in the day. That was a problem. Yeah, we don't have any problem with any big dogs showing up now. Yeah, yeah, That's they'll funny. be there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um all right, one more for me um and and it's just a a kind of basic one here is like because Jamo is kind of still a relative unknown for a lot of people here in Detroit, what is maybe one thing that that they don't know about Jamo that that you do that that they should know? I think that uh one thing that I can I couldn't figure it out and I think this is a real unique characteristic to have, right? Is a guy to be so, uh, uh, you know, praise or, or, or magnetic. So the guys always attract to him, always smiling. They all love him, but to say so little. Mm. So it's like, hey, what's in it? What's in this guy that you guys see or feel? Because he's not saying much that you all love him. You all are over there having little personal relationships with him. That's why I said that that, uh, that was such a this news to me because if you just see him, he's one of the more popular guys in interaction. If you just watch it. So I think it's very interesting that you can say so little, but be so magnetic. Yeah. And so that's, and I think that's a real strong characteristic. That's really interesting because yeah, that, that sort of kind of leadership by example type of thing is, 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 I mean, it's not, they come to him. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. Um, Brandon White, uh, last thing before I let you go, I just kind of want to let you promote your stuff. Tell us more about the receiver factory, where they can find oh. you and, and, and anything that like, maybe are there some people listening that, that, that want to be a receiver, want to fine tune their receiving abilities. Well, yes. Uh, thank you for that. And yeah. uh, you can always find us at re- all the information for trying to train with us at receiverfactory.com. Uh, but my bigger uh, goal and mission here is a program that we started called Get Open. Okay. And that Get Open, that's a nonprofit that we started. What I wanted to do is I wanted to use this beautiful vehicle we have of all these attractive football stars and all these light, bright lights and get these kids in the car. So we wanted to uh, start a camp called Get Open. And what the campus are going to be, is going to be three days long. Uh, uh, it'll be that football side that you see all over the place. So it'll be the real deal. Mm-hmm. But then we're going to get open. So now we're going to get into some yoga. We're going to get into some meditation. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into some things because there's, there's kids dealing with anxiety. There's kids dealing with depression. And there's kids that's dealing with substance abuse due to those things, right? Yeah. And there's kids that's locked up somewhere and can't explain it, can't get to their psychiatrist. And we 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 have we speak passionate about that because that's personal, right? So when we, we we see these kids and we work with these kids, and the only thing we taught them was an out route or a press release, then I lost, right? right. So there's some kids that need this. So our mission is way bigger than than the receiver factory. So if there's anything I want to talk about is get open and that that uh, our challenge to go and, and, and help these young kids bet with mental health and that substance abuse and try to catch them and teach them things, how to open up and how to breathe. This tricks and things that you probably wouldn't have got nowhere else. And maybe we'll be able to get a couple of these guys open for real. So you can look at that at getopen.org, all the information. And uh, thank you. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I didn't I know anything about that. So I'm, I'm glad you shared that. And and I'm going to I'm going to definitely look into it and see uh, see how we can support you. But uh, Brandon White, thank you for supporting us with uh, with some awesome information. Hopefully we cleared up some misconceptions about Jameson Williams for some Lions fans. And and we'd love to have you back sometime. So appreciate your time, bud. It was fantastic. Thank you, guys. <laughs> all right. That's Brandon White. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, no main POD guest again this week. We will have our, our midweek mailbag. We will have another first bite talking about the Lions Alabama draft picks. But until then, thank you all for listening. It's chaos. Be kind. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.